Oh hi, it's Grant here and welcome back to our last module together, but don't worry, it doesn't have to be the last time we hang out together. And in this module, we'll be talking about community and the importance of community. And now, social media can be a tricky place. And, you know, we talk about social media, I realize that we've talked about social media an awful lot uh, in the 201 modules. And you know what? Social media isn't the be-all and end-all uh, of your business, but it is darned important for those days, especially if you have a bricks and mortar business, and you can relate to this even if you have an online business. You see, lead generation and lead nurturing and, and, and getting a group of people together where you can communicate with them all at once is probably the most important thing in your business right now for you to have um, a mature business that's going to continue to go forward in the years to come. But I'm sure you can relate to this no matter what kind of business you've got. There have been days where you've either literally or metaphorically stood outside the front door and looked around and gone, where is everybody today? Where are, where are all the people? So I was at this party the other night, and I might have told you about this already. Forgive me if I'm repeating myself. I was at a party the other night, speaking with a fella, name of Max. In fact, I think I did tell this story already. Let me just review it again really quickly. And we were talking about business. We are talking about high points and low points and so on. And he very convincingly said to me, oh, yes, but it's really quiet at the moment. And you know what? I just had to leave the room because the amount of times I've had the conversation with people at parties or wherever else, and I'll start going down the rabbit hole and saying, do you have a CRM? What's your Facebook like? And so on. Now, this guy's a 60-plus-year-old mechanic. He... He just doesn't want to do social media and he doesn't want to do CRM and he doesn't want to collect his clients' details and so on. Well, the, the fact of the matter is, you know, he doesn't want to do all that stuff, but his business is slowly, slowly dwindling. And yeah, he's got a loyal customer base, but all it's going to take is for somebody else to start marketing to him. And the more someone markets to him, the more it's going to be like, him and his customers that are existing at the moment being in a bad relationship and a bad marriage, you've got to be able to communicate effectively with your existing client base. And this is why I talk about community. Where can your customers hang out where they can hear from you daily, weekly, monthly, really regularly, and have some input themselves? Well, social media is a great place for that. And I said in one of our previous modules where we just touched on it, I said I'd go into this in a lot more detail. So that's what I'm going to do in this section. So stay with me, take a bunch of notes, and we'll go into this in a lot more detail together. And we're going to start with the obvious place. We're going to, we'll start together with Facebook. It's the world's, world's biggest and best known marketing platform. Uh, probably, I would say equal with Google. Um, I have absolutely no idea on the stats and figures, but if you think of two places where you go to look for stuff, it used to be Google was like 100% it. Now it's Google and Facebook. And I said in the last module, in the ideal candidate module, that Facebook uh, and Facebook advertising sounds like a bus. But I want to go a bit deeper into the world of Facebook right now and talk about a few things you could do differently that you might not be currently doing. So there's three things you can set up within Facebook to create community. One of them is a personal page. So when you join Facebook, you do a personal page, and it's kind of like me, you know, Grant Mullen, it's my personal page, you'll see photos of my family, all that sort of stuff, it's kind of cool. People can know you and like you and chat with you, and you've got to have that. If you're a business owner, 
let me encourage you to have a personal page as well, as well as your business page. People want to get to connect with you. You can't hide. And I think it's really important that people have the opportunity to do that. Don't worry about your, your you know, all the scaremongers out there that, that tell you about, you know, stolen data and stolen details and that sort of stuff. There are security settings in the back end of Facebook. Get to know them, get to learn them, do the tutorials and set them up properly. But if you've got your personal page, you don't have to post everything on there. You can be really strategic with what you post because you know what? People rely on Facebook too much and people give a crap far less than you probably think. So you don't have to be posting your opinion on everything. You don't have to engage with everything. You don't have to follow everything. You don't have to like everything. You don't have to share anything. You can unfollow the people you don't want to follow, unfriend the people you don't want to be friends with. You control what you see, right? So that's the Facebook personal page. Let me encourage you to get one of those because you need one to be able to control all the other stuff. Then you've got your business page and then you've got groups. Let me talk to you about both. So your business page, think of it like a website. Facebook and Google and all of those want you to have a Facebook page. On that Facebook page, you should have the information on your business when you're open, when you're closed, an opportunity for people to rank your business. Uh, Now, Facebook pages gives you a whole heap of different ways to set your Facebook page up. You can set it up as a business. You can set up as a type of business. It it gives you all of the options, and, and now it gives you templates. And even more than that, you can put a video on your banner. You can do all sorts of amazing stuff. So if you don't have a Facebook page, how will people be coming into your shop when they're not in your shop? How will people be going to your website when they're not on your website? Now, let me tell you as well, websites are important, but Facebook pages rank even higher than websites at the moment. So if you've got a whole of SEO and like you're really great at sending people to your website, and there will be people, by the way, I know, that will disagree with what I'm going to say. So if you're one of those people, you're like, hey, Ryan, no, that's not right. I'm a computer guy and I know all about it. Whatever, that's fine. But what I'm saying right now, from what I know and from what I've learned and what I see and the kind of advice that I give is that your Facebook page will allow you to have a two-way conversation more effectively with your audience than your website will. And in a lot of ways, your Facebook page can not should, but can replace most of what you would have normally put on a website. Why do people go to websites these days? People go to websites because they want to buy something or book something or or learn something. So have opportunities on your website to buy, to book, and to learn. Information about your company, your terms and conditions, your policy, all that sort of stuuff. When you were founded, a little bit about the staff, all that, all that sort of gear. But your Facebook page can go even deeper, can have conversations. It lets people in behind the scenes. So think of your Facebook page as the behind the scenes DVD commentary for your website, for your business. Cool. Then you've got groups. Man, let me encourage you to do groups. You got a restaurant, you need to create a group of, so people can join it. So they are people who love XYZ restaurant. So if you've got uh, a hockey shop that sells hockey gear, you need to have a Facebook group for the town you're in, hockey fans. Yeah, I know people that create Facebook groups for cameras who don't even own a camera just so they can have people to communicate with and sell to in a group. I know business coaches that have business groups 
just so they can have an audience. So your groups very much create your audience. Now, from there, how, the, how does this all link back into your business? Well, from, from there, that's where you can point people to your website. On your website, you should have a CRM link. And that comes in the form of like an opt-in box and people can opt in for your recipe book, for your magazine, like it is on my website, um, for your the 101 download, which you've probably got off my website as well. YouTube videos, which are on my website as well. A whole of the different things. So people should be able to opt in by giving you first name and email address at the bare minimum, first name, email address, and hopefully mobile phone number if you're really, really clever. But they go to your website from and via your Facebook groups and your Facebook page. Why? Because they've been able to hang around in a community of like-minded people. It's kind of like a live testimonial. See, the crowd, is, as I mentioned before, the crowd is fickle. The crowd will move where the crowd moves. So those Facebook groups and those Facebook pages give you as a business owner an opportunity to control what goes on. Now, some people say to me, yeah, but what about the people that get on Facebook and slag you off and all that sort of stuff? Well, I'm going to tell you, if that happens, because you're doing a terrible job. You give people an excuse to slag you off, then, you know, I don't know, maybe you maybe you deserve it. And, you can't, and maybe you should just do a better job. And I don't mean to be too hard, but you've got to have a look at yourself. If you're worried about people slagging you off on Facebook, you've got some changes to make in your business. And that is just how it is. Me, I'm never worried about people slagging me off because I know I provide an incredibly high level of service and a great product. So I've got no problems with it, no fear at all. And it's kind of like life. If you're afraid and hiding something, you've got to fix that and make sure it's right and then go do your Facebook group. Because if you're worried about people bagging you out, it's because there's just something that's, a, you know, you know it's not quite right. That's why you're hiding it. That's why you're not doing Facebook. Okay, so that's Facebook. Let's look at Twitter. What do you tweet about? You know, what, how is Twitter community? Well, your Twitter followers will believe what you believe. And they're either going to like you or dislike you. Twitter's really, really fast. I said before, it's like a very, very fast train. Twitter's all about quick response and, and quick turnaround. And, and, and Twitter, your Twitter followers will respond really well to what's going on in your life if you're being relevant and if you're being relatable. So to be successful on Twitter... You need to tweet often and you need to tweet relevant content that's useful for your followers. People people want to have something that they can share, that they can like, and that they can get value out of. It's no point to saying, uh, just, just change the flowers in the vase. Like, people won't respond to that sort of thing. But if your content on Twitter is really, really useful, really, really engaging, think about it as like short 22 um, character magazine articles that people can engage in really quickly. The other great thing with Twitter is that you can do live video. And if you're doing something exciting that you want people to come to, you want people to like, you want people to share, and you want to have it in a local area where you've got uh, engaged users, you can use the live video function on Twitter, which is run by Periscope, and it's really, really cool. You can also share that back to your Facebook audience later. And one of the things you want to do as well is get your Facebook audience to then jump over onto Twitter. So in Australia, Twitter's not as big as it is in other countries. So in America, it's really, really big. In the UK, it's really big. Twitter, Twitter followers in Australia, yeah, a different demographic, mostly a younger demographic. So if you do have a younger demographic in your business and you want to engage them on Twitter, you've got to be relevant, you've got to be useful, you've got to be engaging, and then use your Facebook uh, platforms to uh, cross-engage with the people over uh, on Twitter. 
So if you're on Facebook or if you're doing YouTube uh, videos as well, you can be saying to people, hey, come along and follow me on my uh, on my Twitter channel. Here's my, uh, here's my name on Twitter and here's what I tweet about. So Twitter is about getting all of your other audiences into the one place so they can feel like they're doing life with you, right? So if they feel like they're doing it along with you, they're more likely to be engaged, especially if you're useful and relevant. Let's have a look at LinkedIn. LinkedIn is kind of like a living resume where you can blog into, you can keep people up to date with your intellect, you can keep people up to date with your work status, with what you're doing, with what's relevant at the time. It's kind of like an update once per month. Most of the people that are on LinkedIn, I'm just gonna call it like it is, most people are very selfish on LinkedIn and they're there for themselves. So that's the LinkedIn audience, alrighty? It's good to have. It's not essential, but it's very effective if used well. You can have a lot of good conversations on LinkedIn, and especially if you've got a business that's useful to a LinkedIn audience, which is mostly business people, CEOs, managing directors, and people like that. People who see themselves as quite important and useful in business, that's where your LinkedIn audience is gonna be. So um, it's not for everyone. I use it quite effectively. I get a lot of traction on LinkedIn, but um, it is a living, breathing organism, and think of it as kind of like your back office. Now, let's have a look at Instagram. That's the one in the last module that I kept calling Twitter all the time. I don't know what was going on with my brain that day. But Instagram is like a window into your business. So people don't come up and peer into your windows these days. Well, not like they used to anyway. Um, the world's changed. So you've got to provide the window into your business. Cool thing is you get to do it in a really beautiful way. Instagram's got a whole bunch of really cool filters. Use the hashtag functionality. On, uh, on Instagram as well, and you can do live video on there as well, and, and uh, preloaded video. But you know what? Photos with a little bit of a story, and especially a short blog, they do really, really well. So if you've got something that's interesting, I think of um, all the time, people who sell shoes, it's just like the Instagram is the best place for them. They do a photo of the shoe, they can show inside, the outside, the underneath, the whole ball of wax. They can show it in a really cool way, there's great functions, great features, and great add-on apps that are kind of fun. Things like Boomerang app, where you can do these little funky back and forward videos that just are eye-catching and engaging. Remember, a lot of people buy with their eyes, they buy with their heart, they buy with their emotions as well. So I really want you to think about how you can use the visual media uh, to best represent your business. Now, you should use Instagram once, twice, three times a day. Uh, but minimum once a day, uh, two or three times a day is really, really cool. You've got to be strategic with it. Oh, by the way, in our 301, we've got this really cool tool. It's called the Content Twister, and it helps you to lay out all of your uh, social media strategy in the one place. So it's, it's kind of like think once, plan it out, and deliver often, so you can just follow the map to the money. If you'd like to get a hold of that, uh, just let me know, and I'll put you in touch with how you can get onto 301. Super cool. Great place to be. Let's have a look at Snapchat. Um, Snapchat is not just for teenagers. Snapchat is a really amazing tool for your business. It's a great way to show your environment. It's a great way to have a bit of fun. It's a great way. So think of it as like visual Twitter. Alrighty, so Snapchat is visual. You can take photos of your customers. You can get customer testimonial. You can encourage your customers to be using Snapchat in your business, and that's the way to do it. So it's not as much about you saying, here's me doing the thing, but you know what? You can do a bit of that depending on your industry. So if you're a photographer, for example, you want to use Snapchat as a vehicle in your photography business to show a bit of behind the scenes and you know show how early you get up and how dedicated you are and, and all that sort of good stuff. And your Snapchat audience should come from your Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, 
and YouTube or wherever else. They should come from your other audiences. But Snapchat, as I say, it's a really, really great, great way for you to encourage your customers to snap within your business and share out to their audiences. Because believe it or not, they probably have a way bigger following than you are. Remember what I said about the crowd. The crowd is fickle and the crowd will do what the rest of the crowd does. So um, there's, a, there's a really great webinar on influence that I did just recently. And I'd love for you to get hold of it um, so that I can show you how uh, all that works. And if you'd like access to that, let me know. Um, now your CRM, your back end. What do you think about um, how you're going out to email to clients um, fairly often? So if you don't have a, a, a way to send a, a, a newsletter, not that people read newsletters so much anymore, but do a blast out or a campaign or something regular, um, or send out birthday wishes or send out um, anniversary wishes, things like that within your business, if you don't have a way to do that at a click of a button, really simple, easy and effective and free way to do it is just to download MailChimp. Um, or go to MailChimp.com. That's like the baseline. We use Active Campaign in our business. Great product. It's got absolutely everything. Full automation, so you can email when you want to email. And again, it's just that think once, plan it out, and put it on autopilot, so it can deliver. There's so many products like that on the marketplace. Again, we use Active Campaign. We have a, an affiliate link for that if you'd like to get an affiliate link for that. Again, it's a great way for you to build your community. And then you can see how your users and your, uh, your membership is quite engaged or if they're disengaged. We have a great open rate on ours. We've got an open rate of about 60%. We keep our users engaged. The average is about 20%. If you're getting somewhere between 20 and 30% open rate, you're doing really well. Then if your click-through rate is quite good as well, then you know you, you, you've got a great system in place. It's something that does require massaging and tweaking. Like I said, there's a whole bunch of different products out there in the marketplace, but the bare minimum MailChimp, please don't use Zoho and like shareware sort of stuff like that. It's just not what you want to be doing. Um, baseline bare minimum MailChimp, and then um, you can scale up to Active Campaign, SendPepper, Office Autopilot. There's a whole bunch of different ones, but um, get your emails sorted out and, and sit down for a day and think about what you want to be sending out for a year and then automate it. So if somebody comes into your business day one, they download your recipe book for free, what do they get from you in a month? Because you're going to be too busy to sit down and go, oh, I've got to do emails today. You've got to plan that stuff out. You've got to segment that stuff out. If you've got an MLM business, you absolutely should have this. Now, of course, your street address, we talked about that before. Have you registered your business on Google? Now, if you haven't done that yet, go and do that now. You've got to register your business on Google. Make sure that you're registered with Google. Get a get a Gmail account, which means then you've got a YouTube account as well. Get all that sorted out. Put yourself on the map. What happens is if you've got a real business and you're not on the map yet, um, when you do that, Google will send you a postcard. And then that postcard, you've got a code on the back. You then enter that code into Google and it confirms that you are who you say you are. And again, if you haven't done that yet, go do that today. Put yourself on the map on Google because that's how people will find you. YouTube again, if you haven't got a YouTube channel, just get six really good videos up on a YouTube channel that link back to your website or back to your Facebook page. Make sure your keywords in your YouTube channel are searchable so that, you, so that people can actually find you and watch your content. Uh, video ranks really highly. 
you can put those videos on your website, you can put them up on your Facebook page, you can use it for a whole bunch of different stuff, but have a minimum of six, six pillars that you want to talk about within your business and have them on a YouTube channel. <gasps> so much to think about. <laughs> you don't have to do it all, but make sure you've got like two, three or four of these working really, really well. Because you can see how important it is, can't you, to, to get this community around you. Right now, the marketplace out there is so busy. Where do people look? How do they find you? Well, content equals marketing. So you've got to have the output so you can have people coming into you often. You might not feel like you need it today, but definitely you will need it in the, in the time to come. Just these last few here, uh, I want to talk about Facebook Messenger. A lot of you might not have the time to do this, but if you do, make sure you interact with people who like and comment and share your posts. If they're taking the time to like and to comment and to share, then take the time to make friends with them on Facebook and shoot them a little message. You know, say, hey, how are you going? I saw you commented on my thing. Have a little chat with them. Make sure you're a real person. They've taken the time to go out of their way to comment on your stuff. Why don't you take the time to go back and have a little conversation with them and ask them what's important to them. The very last thing I'm going to touch on here is SMS. Now, if your marketing isn't set up to go out to people's mobile telephones, then I'm really sorry, but you are a little behind the eight ball. Every single person has a mobile phone in their pocket. Every man, woman, child, and donkey on this planet has a mobile phone. You've got to be able to market to mobiles. You've just got to be set up that way. We are a little behind the eight ball in Australia on this right now, but you can get ahead of the curve. And I'm not selling SMS marketing at all. It's a no-brainer though. You've got to be able to market well to your customers and emails, they might open. I said before, we get 58%. If you're doing well, you're getting 23 or 24% or between 20 and 30%. But you know what? You've got to be able to market into people's pockets. And there's some really simple ways to do this. We teach it all in the 301. And I'd love for you to come along and do that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to close off, but I'm also going to send you an email. And there's a button as well on uh, this page, right down the bottom, where it says go to the webinar. And if you click on go to the webinar, we will talk together about 301 and what's in it and how you can get hold of it. it used to be called the 90 day business transformation now it's called 301 and guys i'd love you to be a part of what we're doing over there so i trust you've enjoyed business breakthrough 201 tell me what you've learned tell me what you liked and uh, you know what tell me what uh, tell me what we missed we might even be able to add a bonus module into this but i'd love to talk to you about what you learned and what you got out of this. So thank you so much for being a part of Business Breakthrough 201. I'd love to have you as a part of Business Breakthrough 301. So let me know, Go to, and you'll let me know by going to the webinar and, and, and clicking on that and just doing that little 45 minutes with me. So all the best. Thank you so much for being a part of this. And uh, I really look forward to hearing the great stories that have come out of the inspiration and the education. And um, yeah, it just goes so well. I'm really, really believing for breakthrough in your business together. All the best and we'll talk soon.